because they know we're going to buy and they'll say, Hey, we have these particular assets. These are kind of what we're looking for out of them. And then we can make the bids accordingly based on what we think we could get for the property. Best ever listeners, I'm so excited to share today's sponsor with you. It's Eastern Union Funding and Arbor Realty Trust. If you're in the multifamily space, you likely recognize these names, but have you used them? Uh, I'm guessing if you haven't, then you probably know someone who has. I can tell you personally, we have used uh, Mark Belsky. He is a point person at Eastern Union Funding as a partner with us. And he has helped us secure debt uh, for actually a deal we closed on this month. And we've worked with him. Um, in addition, my clients, my program, my consulting program have worked with him to successfully close on deals. When we were starting out, Ashcroft was starting out, we had somewhat of a track record, but we weren't fully as established with our investor network. I went to him and we secured some equity, $500,000 in equity to fund one of our deals. While he works with more institutional partners, he's brought $200 million in equity over the last 12 months. He was able to help us out there and we've built a relationship with him in Eastern Union funding ever since. So if you need equity for your deal and you have a track record, then he's your point person. His number is 212-897-9875. If you need debt, then he partners up with Arbor on a lot of transactions. So if you're a multifamily borrower who wants agency or bridge debt, then that's the team to work with. Uh, We have worked with their team, both Eastern Union and Arbor, on deals. And people who have purchased our deals, purchased deals from us, have used Arbor, as well as my clients in my consulting program, they've used it. So this is a recommendation that comes from firsthand experience. And the last thing I'll say about uh, working with Mark Belsky at Eastern Union is that if you need a loan guarantor, but don't have that track record quite yet, then Mark can look at what you've, the deal you've got And assuming it checks out, he can make introductions to people he knows as potential loan guarantors for your deal. So debt, equity, and potentially loan guarantors. Uh, All you need, well, you need to find a deal, obviously. Um, But besides that, you know, the other main components of the deal they can help you out with. So talk to Mark Belsky. His email is mbelsky at easterneq.com and his phone number 212-897-9875. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Ben Fredericks, how you doing, Ben? I'm doing awesome, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Nice to have you on the show and a little bit about Ben. He is a real estate investor who specializes in bank-owned and REO properties in bulk from auction. He's purchased and sold over 150 properties in the last 12 months. He offers seller financing to investors looking to grow their portfolio. He's based in Port Orange, Florida. You can get a hold of him at his website, which is in the show notes. So with that being said, Ben, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure, man. I got started in real estate pretty much at the wrong time, 2005, 2008. And I just wasn't ready from an education and mindset standpoint. And obviously everything went haywire. I actually worked for Lehman Brothers at the time that the economy collapsed. And it was just a perfect storm, man. 
we owned rental property and we started losing tenants because they were losing their jobs and the dominoes just fell. And after that, I really had to reassess what we were going to do because I knew I had to get back into the game. But I really kind of decided at that point that I was going to commit full on to education between books and podcasts like yours, good seminars, bad seminars, you name it. I just spent a lot of time feeding my brain after that. And really, this might sound kind of corny, but I became a really big believer in the law of attraction and the secret. And I just kind of started putting out into the universe what I wanted. And soon enough, I started to receive it. And I met my mentor, my current partner off of, believe it or not, a Craigslist ad of all things. And it changed my life, but it changed it because I was actually ready for it at that point. And after that, took massive amounts of action and then found myself in this arena of buying distressed bank-owned assets in bulk. And that's kind of how I got to where I am today. Best seminar you've been to and worst seminar you've been to? I don't want to throw any, anybody under the bus. I think the best seminar I, I went to was by a friend of mine named John Cochran. He kind of gave me some great insights into wholesaling and what I needed to know, even though that's not really what we do in the sense that we're not finding motivated sellers to wholesale contracts, but gave me a lot of insight on how to market and, and do some good things. And from bad seminars, I think people have been to enough bad seminars. I don't need to call anybody out. <laughs> With what John taught you about wholesaling, what specifically did you use to apply that to what you do? Yeah, it was mostly a lot about the marketing. So you acquire a property and then how are you going to get rid of it? How are you going to put it out in the marketplace so that you can flip it quickly, make a good profit on it and give a good deal to whoever is actually buying it? So it was really kind of knowing how to put together the numbers and then taking those numbers and making it an attractive deal to the marketplace. So I think that's where I got the most value from learning from him. And what are some tips for how to put those numbers together? Well, it's an amazing day and age that we live in. So you can find just about anything you want online. So finding numbers from places like Realtor.com or iComps and even Zillow. Zillow gets a bad rap of not always being accurate. But for the numbers that we kind of do, it helps. So just deriving numbers from those areas can really solidify what kind of deal you have. And then you know how to best price it. So you don't want to always be on these types of properties. You don't want to be at the top price. You want to set your deal apart by coming in lower than everybody else. And that kind of helps you know where to buy these deals as well. 2005, 2008, you said you started in a very bad time, which clearly the economy collapsed in 2008. I certainly would agree with that. You had a portfolio. Sounds like you lost that portfolio. Is that accurate? That's correct. Yeah. So I imagine because of that, things were tight financially to say the least. And you said earlier that you decided you would commit full on to education. There is a requirement usually of money in order to invest in your education. Well, certainly with seminars, not with podcasts or things like that. So what made you decide to invest money into education when things were financially very tight with you and your finances? Yeah, I just didn't see any other choice. And I knew that if I was going to get back into the game, I couldn't make the same mistakes again. And somebody once said to me, the best investment you can make is into yourself. And I really kind of just tried to take that to task. And it wasn't easy by any means. My wife and I did everything right, seen from the get-go. 
properties we bought, we put 20% down. We maxed out our 401ks and our savings and it went terribly wrong. But what we didn't account for was what happens if there's negative cash flow. And we always just thought, well, we'll make it up with our income if we need to. And that was just stupid. So not wanting to make the same mistakes again, there was really no choice but to invest in ourselves and spend that money to get educated. So a lot of times you're absolutely right. It was difficult. I borrowed money from my 401k to make those investments in myself. And thankfully they've paid off. You met your current partner off of Craigslist ad. Will you elaborate? Sure. A couple of years back, I was at the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready. I want to really dive back in. I, I hated, I was working in financial services. I absolutely hated it. It wasn't my passion. And I knew real estate was where I wanted to be. So I just started saying, you know what? I know people that are interested in being private money people. And let me see if I can put them together with people that have deals. So that's really how it came about. I said, hey, listen, I can help you. I was essentially trying to be a syndicator. So I said, I will help you fund your deals. Reach out to me. And that's how I got a call. And my partner called and told me, <laughs> funny enough, he said, this might be the greatest call you ever got. <laughs> and, uh, it really was. I laughed at that time, but it really was. It, it changed my life. And what were some steps after that call that changed your life? Well, I didn't know what I do now really kind of existed. I knew there were bank-owned properties, but I didn't really know how people would be able to buy 30, 50 deals at a time. So I went and met him for a drink. He was here locally in my market at his vacation property and I learned about it. And he said, well, you can come up and learn about it. And I said, absolutely. So I came home and told my wife, hey, I'm going to this guy's house in South Carolina, who I just met and had uh, one beer with. And, uh, <laughs> I learned all about this business. And she looked at me like I was crazy, but it turned out awesome. So it was really just taking a leap of faith and saying, you know what, this sounds like an amazing opportunity. Let me just take some action here. And was there a fee for you to go learn from him in that setting? Zero. So what was his business benefit for meeting with you? I think his business benefit was saying, hey, here's a potential investor that can buy some deals from me. So that was his business is acquiring these properties in bulk and then having a, a big network of investors that would take these properties from him after he acquired them from the bank. So I think that he's just a man that deeply believes in good relationships and we hit it off. He's like a, a father figure to me at this point. So the benefit to him was saying, hey, I, I might have a, a great relationship with somebody that's hustling and wants to do big things. And how do you two or the group, if there's more than two of you, structure your roles and responsibilities now? It's run pretty much like a business where I focus mostly on systems, hiring, recruiting people that are sales staff, things like that. And one of my partners, he focuses on acquiring the deals and the properties. That's his expertise. Been one of the biggest auction buyers in the last 40 years in the country. And then my other partner, he kind of runs the sales team and handles all of our distribution. What handles our distribution? If we have investors that we work with on a consistent basis, he kind of manages what they're looking for. Okay. So we can help them find those deals. Got it. Okay. So high level, you're responsible for the systems. And then another partner is responsible for bringing in the properties and another partner is responsible for liquidating the properties. You got it. Absolutely. Okay. Got it. How do you buy 30 to 50 deals at a time? Well, it didn't start out that way. Initially, it started out with 
buying two deals at a time. And then it took some time to work up to that. And really what I wanted to do was just say, okay, let me understand this process fully. Let me do some deals and then let me get very good at what we do and then start taking that to the market. So our first private money investor gave us about 150000 And then over the last 12 months, we've raised, I think, close to $3 million at this point. So it was really just doing what needed to be done and starting off and then showing and proving that we can do what we say we do. How long have you been doing this with the group? Close to two years now. Two years. What's been a challenge that you've overcome as it relates to the growth of the company? When you start acquiring a lot of properties, it does become cumbersome. If you're managing, like right now, I think we have close to 120 properties in inventory. So managing the day-to-day on those things, getting them signed, getting pictures and getting them uploaded to the website. And it's a lot of tasks that come along with it. So, and then you're also managing the business itself. So it's not an easy day-to-day thing. We have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. There's certainly a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes and we still don't have it perfect yet, Joe. There's so many things I missed the ball on when it comes to social media and things like that, that we have to improve, but it's a daily thing that we try to get better at. What's one thing that you've made the most improvement on as it relates to that? I think it's making the transaction somewhat easy. So we've hired a a virtual assistant so people can effectively and quickly do a transaction almost through our website so they can make offers and apply for financing and things like that directly on the website. So that in of itself cut down a tremendous amount of time in our day that was being spent reviewing offers and paperwork and all that stuff. So it's really just trying to find those little time-saving pieces. Is there a software program that you purchased in order to do that? No, I had that developed by a a website expert, so to speak, and just kind of told them what we wanted. They did it all through WordPress. So that's all technical stuff I have no idea about. So (laughs) I pay somebody else to take care of it. (laughs) Ditto. What is the investment to pay someone to take care of that? It wasn't much, actually. I think our website, we interviewed a couple of people to do a website and the first couple of quotes was like, ridiculous. They were like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. And this website, I think we got done for about 3500 hmm. And then we have some little ancillary deals. We constantly are working to improve it. So we might spend a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there to get some tweaks done to it. But overall, it was pretty affordable. Are there a lot of bank-owned properties still out there? Oh my God, there's tons. The banks were so slow and there's still inventory that's just been sitting there that because the banks haven't gotten to. So yes, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity. And a lot of the stuff that we buy is people will look at it as, well, that's left over. Nobody wanted it. And somebody wants it, believe me. So we wouldn't have a business if somebody didn't want it. What's a typical transaction? In regards to what? Like a bulk purchase. Like what's a typical bulk purchase that you all buy? Okay. Last month we got, I think, 44 properties. And I think we spent somewhere around 650000 on that particular package. So it just varies from month to month and depending upon where we buy. Ohio, Michigan, Missouri, places like that in the Midwest, there's just an abundance of deals that are available that we can pick up for a couple thousand a piece. So typically I think we spend our average deal is somewhere around fifteen to twenty thousand. Do you remember the last transaction that you all did? 
the last transaction. Well, we do quite a bit of them. Uh, so, <laughs> how about the most recent transaction where you remember some of the numbers and specifics? Just want to learn about a recent transaction you've done. Sure. Well, today I was just working on an owner finance deal, and that was a triplex that we picked up in Mississippi for about eighteen thousand, and we sold that on an owner finance note to a local investor. They're putting $5,000 down and cash flow for us about 600 bucks a month for the next 15 years. Wow. Where'd you say that is? That's in Mississippi. That's in Mississippi. You are not in Mississippi. You are in Florida. So how'd you come across it? This was on a bank owned asset. Typically what will happen is the bank will come to us because they know we're going to buy and they'll say, hey, we have these particular assets. These are kind of what we're looking for out of them. And then we can make the bids accordingly based on what we think we could get for the property, sort of what I was telling you about before, where we think if we could price it well enough to make it a competitive deal. So yeah, that's pretty much how we get the deals. Based on your experience, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? I think my best advice ever is if you fail, don't be afraid to get back in the game and take massive amounts of action and be different. I think someone else wise once told me there are riches and niches and I, I see so many investors doing the same things as other people, just trying so hard to work to find the perfect deal. Just start doing deals. If you could just start doing deals, taking massive action, working hard, you're going to find ways to be successful. So that's probably the best advice I can give. You still focused on committing to your education? All the time. I'm a podcast junkie. I'm up at 4.30 every morning for the most part, listening to podcasts like yours, reading books. It's become an addiction to me. So once we get the taste of, hey, self-improvement, I feel better about myself, the condition that I'm in, you can't stop it. Because if you stop, you start to slip back into those old habits of not feeling so great about yourself. So yeah, I cannot stop. It must continue. <laughs> and what are a couple resources, and perhaps I should say this for lightning round, but who cares? What are a couple resources that you'd recommend? As far as mindset? Yeah. Well, as far as things that have helped me is Tony Robbins has been tremendously instrumental in my ability to have a better mindset. Ed and Andy Frazella, guys like that have helped tremendously. Who? Andy who? Andy Frazella. Those guys have helped me a lot when it comes to getting my mind right. And then as far as any books like A Man's Search for Meaning or The Alchemist, those are like my two favorite books and they're quick reads that I'll go back to and read in a day or two if I'm feeling like I need a pickup. Now we'll do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Fire away. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Do you need debt for your deal, equity for your deal, or maybe a loan guarantor to help you get qualified for the financing? Talk to Mark Belsky. His number is 212-897-9875. That's 212-897-9875. His email is M B E L. S-K-Y at easterneq.com. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com. Best ever book you've recently read that you haven't mentioned already? Well, right now I'm reading Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone. I'm thoroughly enjoying that. So that's a good one. 
best ever deal you've done? <laughs> you know, I knew you were going to ask me this question and I, I don't know. I could pick just one deal. It's kind of like asking which one is your favorite kid. I think I love doing a deal so much that I think my next deal is always the best deal I've ever done. So I wish I could answer that more directly, but we've done so many this past year and each one is like my baby. I feel like. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? I think early on, we were so eager to sell a deal that we probably were negotiating from a point of weakness and I knew what the property was worth. So I think that's an area where I've vastly tried to improve. So I think just being so eager to do a deal, a lot of times I've probably left a lot of money on the table over the year, but that's okay. I think in the end, if people get a great deal, they're going to come back and buy some more. I heard some kind of conflicting statements there. You said you're getting better, but then you said it's okay because then it'll come back around. Yeah. I try to walk a fine line there, Joe, because I do want to make a good return on investment. I do want to make good money, but I do want to give somebody a great deal. So it's an inner fight that I'm having on almost a daily basis. And you know what? I'll tell you straight out. That's kind of why I put my partner in charge of the sales because he's a little bit tough as nails kind of guy when it comes to that stuff other than me. So he was in the auction business for 30 years. So he's heard and seen it all. So I say, you know what? Why don't you deal with most of that? And I don't have to feel so bad about leaving money on the table. Yeah. We structure our company similarly because I have a similar mindset that you have. And my business partner is much better at negotiating than I am because he's just got a knack for it. It's good to know your weaknesses sometimes, you know, so you can focus on your strengths and then delegate out the things that you're not so good at. So that's part of being in business, I guess. Best ever way you like to give back. You know, I've thought about that a lot this year. And one of the things that we want to do is start to donate some properties. I would love to do that. So if any of your best ever listeners are knowledgeable in this area or run nonprofits, I would love to hear from them. And then also I love talking to new investors and kind of opening their eyes to the possibilities. My mentor and my partner has given me everything without it costing me anything. And I know I have to pay that forward. It's my duty. So I don't want to be the guru course guy. I would rather create a tribe of people that understand how to do deals and they can create a life for themselves. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? We branded pretty much the same around the web. So you can reach out to us at odellbarnesreo.com, which is O-D-E-L-L-B-A-R-N-E-S-R-E-O.com. We're at Odell Barnes REO on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and talking about the challenges you had at the beginning of your investing career in real estate and then how you focus on the education, how you got in touch with your current business partner and how you all are operating your business and how you structure the roles and responsibilities based on skill sets, as well as some specific resources that you're using and have used that have helped you out. So thanks again for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate you. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at the REI foundation.libson.com.